1. 1 John in chapter 1. We all understand the importance and necessity for life. Oh, it says here I'm supposed to dismiss children. But no? Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> We all understand the necessity and importance of light. Uh, Where would we be had Thomas Edison not invented the light bulb? Well, we would literally be in the dark. Um, We've all had those times where, uh, I don't know if about you, but when growing up, um, I I lived in the basement of the house, uh, and the restrooms were on the main floor upstairs. So I remember numerous times traversing in the middle of the night in our dark basement across the floors to go upstairs and... Uh, use the restroom or grab a drink or whatever. And uh, it was either myself or my, my brother or my sister. Um, but I don't know about you. I did not realize how sharp a Lego was until you step on it with a bare foot in the middle of the night. Um, <laughs> I remember a couple of times just wincing in pain, trying to stay quiet because everyone else is asleep. But had I had light in that instance... I would have been able to see that and avoid the harm that came to my body. Well, in uh, in 1 John chapter 1, uh, John presents uh, a couple interesting points. Uh, First of all, in verse 5, we realize that we walk in light because of God's character. Secondly, we walk in light for fellowship, not only with God, but with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Thirdly, when we walk in light, we recognize our sinfulness and how much we need to be forgiven. And then finally, we can walk in light because we have been forgiven. Let's pray. Dear Lord, in the moments that remain, I pray that you'd help, uh, help me. Give me the words to say, Lord. And I pray that those here, that you'd prepare their hearts to receive your word, Lord. That they receive a blessing from it. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Walk in the light. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light And in Him is no darkness at all. God is light. John uses a very interesting word picture here. Uh, It's literally a metaphor about characteristics of God. Um, Think about about characteristics about light. Uh, When we we turn light on, well, it's pure. Uh, Light is the means by which we expel darkness. Isn't it interesting that, that you can generate light, but darkness is always there? You, you can take a flashlight into a dark room, turn it on, and there is no longer darkness. But you can't do it the other way around. You, you can't uh, take darkness with you into a light room and put it in, and therefore you have darkness. No. Um, it says that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. Literally speaking, God equals light. This is the major premise for which John derives the rest of chapter 1. Uh, John is giving a definitive black and white line here. So so what does it mean that that God is light? Well, it means that He is morally pure, unadulterated, and holy. John is saying that you're either walking in light with God or not. It's either all or nothing with God. When I was younger, um, my family and I, we took a, a vacation to Silver Dollar City in Branson, Missouri. And uh, we, there's these caverns there that you can tour. And I, I remember as a child what seemed to be stories and stories and stories down into the earth, just stair after stair. In reality, I don't know, it was probably maybe four or five stories. 
but it felt like we were walking forever down into the earth. And then we, we walked along these little uh, pathways that they had along the side of the cavern. And then at the end of the tour, or actually it had been halfway, but in the tour, there was this lookout. And we all stood around kind of in a half circle overlooking this cavern and this, this canyon in the, in the middle of the cavern. And then all of a sudden, they flipped the lights off. And, and we're standing there in complete darkness. So dark that you, you couldn't see your hand in front of your face. So dark that you couldn't see the person next to you, let alone get out of the cavern on your own. And then, in that same instance that they took light away, with a flip of the switch, it was light. There, there was no halfway point. It was, it was either there was light or there was darkness. With God, you're either walking in light as He is in the light, or you're walking in darkness. Walking in the light means that we have to alter everything that we do. We have to constantly be evaluating our lives and and our motives to see whether they're representing lightness or darkness. Some people don't think uh, things through and they don't take this this life seriously. Uh, Christians should always be evaluating the things in his or her life. Uh, Do you think you're right with God when you learn to tolerate certain sins? Uh, You're either in light or darkness. We as Christians need to decide, are we going to walk with God or are we going to please ourselves? It's either all or nothing. So first we saw we walk in light because of God's character. Secondly, we walk in light for fellowship. Verse 6 says, If we say that we have fellowship with Him, with God, and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Our desire as Christians should be to glorify God. We should want to develop a relationship with the Creator of all. But how can we as as mortal beings with our flesh uh, develop a relationship with a holy and pure God if we ourselves are living a life of sin, if we're walking in darkness? John is 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 saying to these early churches that uh, if they thought that the relationship with God was okay, but that their lives outside of the church were that uh, of filled with sin, then they were lying to God. John says that if we walk in light as God is in light, then we can have fellowship with others as God is in the light. So, so what, what is keeping you from having a closer relationship with God? What, what sins are you tolerating? What corners are you willing to cut? Matthew 6.24 says that you cannot serve God and mammon. You're uh, either pursuing God or pursuing darkness. Now, there, there, you may be walking with Christ, but there will come things in life that, that try to distract you, that try to take your focus away from God. I, I'm an avid outdoorsman. Uh, if you read in the bio, I, I, love, I love the outdoors. I love camping. I love fishing. I love bow hunting. I recently just got into that. I, I love the outdoors. But sometimes, um, even though being outdoors isn't sinful, sometimes I find that that is occupying my thoughts and my time more than God. It has become an idol in my life, which is sin. Now, maybe it's not the outdoors for you. Maybe it's a, a sports, or maybe it's work, or maybe it's this hobby that you just dive into. 
Whatever it is, if it is occupying your time and thoughts more, more than God, then, then you should reevaluate your life. You should realign your priorities and realize where's your focus in life? Are you pursuing God or are you pursuing yourself? Secondly, in verse 6, well, first of all, in verse 6, we see that we can have fellowship. By walking in the light, we can have fellowship with God. And in verse second, uh, verse 7, excuse me, we can see that we have fellowship. By walking in the light, we have fellowship with our fellow believers. Verse 7 says, But if we walk in light as He is in the light, then we have fellowship one with another in the blood of Jesus Christ. His Son cleanseth us from all sin. So not only does walking in the light affect your relationship with God, but it says if we want, if we want a fellowship with others, we must walk in light. When we walk in light and make our decisions based upon God's revelation, upon God's word, then it changes the way I communicate with others. If we look at verse 7, it says, but if we walk in light as he, as God, is in the light. This, I don't know about you, but this is a pretty high command for fellowship. It's saying that we are supposed to walk in light as God, the creator of all, is in the light. Not only is God in the light, but God is the light. If I read this, when, when I read this, and then I look at my life and realize how sinful of a person I am and how much I struggle with the flesh to pursue God or pursue flesh, this seems uh, in, in, incapable. It seems like this is an inconquerable task. But good news. I'm pretty sure that, that John wouldn't have put this in here if if he knew it couldn't be accomplished. In fact, God promises enough grace to give us his strength to accomplish the task. We are created as relational beings. Uh, The body of Christ needs each other in order to provide support and comfort for one another. Ecclesiastes tells us two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Uh, For if one fall, the other can pick up his fellow, but woe to him who is by himself, because he will have no one there to pick him up when he falls. Through temptation, through trials, through joys, we need each other. God created us this way, and the church is there to help. So we understand that when we walk in the light as God is in the light, then we can have true fellowship with our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. How's your relationship with others? Um, are, are, who in the church are, have you not met? Who in the church are you not willing to meet? Someone who is generally walking in light will desire to build meaningful and quality relationships with others as a result of their walk with God. Step out of your comfort zone. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Thirdly, in this passage of Scripture, we realize that when we walk in light, we recognize our sinfulness and how much we need to be forgiven. Um, we use light to examine things and to find out if there's something wrong or if there's something that, that isn't supposed to be where it is. Um, uh, we use, uh, when, we're, when we work on cars, we use a flashlight to try to check things out. Doctors, they use light to examine your ears or examine your throat to see if there's something out of place. When we walk in the light, we recognize it. It illuminates our sinfulness, and we should realize how much we need to be forgiven. 
The people in the early church, they knew when to walk. They, they knew when to go to church. They knew when to stand. They knew when to say amen. But yet, they coasted in their Christian lives. Um, so Christian, I ask you, who are we? We are sinners saved by grace. Don't believe the lie of sinlessness. Uh, maybe you're sitting here today and you've never asked God to forgive you from your sins uh, because you feel that you're a good person. Well, trust me. No act that you do, no matter how good you live your life, it will never come close to earning eternal life with Christ. Only by accepting God's gift of salvation can you truly have fellowship with God and live with Him in eternity. Stand firm, Christian. Don't tolerate the sin that God died to save you from. Finally, we can walk in light because we have been forgiven. Uh, verse, 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and what? Just. To forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from some unrighteousness. No, no, what does it say? All unrighteousness. See, when we have sin in our lives, we, we could choose to ignore it. But a proper response is to confess that sin to God. It says, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. At salvation, we confess our sins and God forgives all of them. Forgiveness means not to just forgive and forget, though. I mean, how could an omniscient God truly forget anything? Forgiveness means that God is going to remove our sin as far as the east is from the west. He will never bring up our sin to us again. um, When God forgives our sin, uh, He forgives all of them. And since our God is eternal, so too is His forgiveness. Now, as Christians, we mess up, but we have an advocate with the Father, a go-between to plead on our behalf. He already paid the penalty, and He is able to forgive. God is faithful, and God is just. Our forgiveness isn't based upon our asking, even though we have to ask. Good news, our forgiveness is based upon God's faithful and just character. He is faithful because He forgives me every single time that I sin. And He is just because He knows that Jesus already paid the penalty for our sin, and I no longer have to. This is a comforting message to us because no matter what sin we commit, we are never too dirty to be forgiven. Whatever stage we are in, God can restore us to walking in the light. So Christian, I urge you, I implore you to walk in the light. It's either all or nothing with God. Uh, Take this Christian life seriously because we only have one life to live. The Bible says our life is but a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. What a waste this life would be if we didn't live it all to the honor and glory of God. Walk in light because of God's character. He is light. He is holy. Walk in light so that you can have fellowship, not only with the Savior and our Creator of all, but with our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. When we walk in the light, we realize how sinful we are, and we know that we can walk in the light because of this promise in verse 9 that says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let's pray.
Dear Lord, thank you for this time that we're able to open your word. And Lord, I pray if there's anyone here that has not accepted your gift of salvation, Lord, that they would not leave this building without settling it with you, Lord. That they would, they would ask someone how they can they be saved, Lord. I pray that, that there, if there are those here today that are saved, Lord, that they would, that would take this message and realize that we have one life to live, Lord, and it would be a waste not to live it for you. And so, Lord, I pray that, that we would grasp onto this promise of 1 John 1, 9, saying that if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Lord, I pray you'd provide safety to those as, as we leave and go our separate ways. And I pray that you'd help us to be a lighthouse to those we come in contact with. And, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Pastor.